Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. With us, as always, are Bane and Bruce, our trusty companions. They're chewing on some bones right now, so please forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> uh, today's movie is... What the hell is it called? A Knock at the Cabin. Without the... Uh, it's just Knock at the Cabin. Comes out February 3rd. This is an early review. I always wanted to say that. That's from like Eber and Roper. They used to say that when a movie was hadn't come out yet, but uh-huh. they, they would say that. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we went to an advanced screening tonight. This is a, a M. Night Shyamalan film who many of you know from his glory days back in the late 90s, early thousands, early aughts with, you know, Sixth Sense, uh, Signs, Unbreakable. And to his later not-so-much successes like The Happening and The Last Airbender, etc., etc., etc. So unfortunately, he's had a, a, a kind of a downward, I guess like a fall from, from grace. He was like one time like a golden boy, but now he's kind of like... Did he do that movie? Old. old. He did that one too, okay. yeah. Um, and it's just funny. It just reminds me of like... Like Weezer, I think I made this comparison before. Where like Weezer would at one point like everyone loved. Oh my God, the Blue Album is amazing. Pinkerton's amazing. The Green Album, eh, it's all right, uh, you know. And then the, as they started making more albums, people were just like, ugh. But then you, they kept like listening, like hoping this would be the one, hoping this would be the one. And I think that's, that's I feel like the same way with Shyamalan. Like this is the one, man. This is the one where he's gonna pull it back and he's gonna make us believe again. Mm-hmm. But anyway. This one is uh, starring Dave Bautista, who you may know from Guardians of the Galaxy and other things. Uh, you got Rupert Grint, who was uh, Ron Weasley in Harry Potter. He's also in Servant, which is also an M. Night Shyamalan. Um, he produced. Right. He's, he's involved in that. Um, and uh, you've also got Jonathan Groff, or Groff. He was in... Um, my coworker's favorite uh, film of 2021, The Matrix uh, Resurrections, as the new Smith, and he was also oh, the king. Yeah, he was also the king of England in Hamilton. Oh. But anyway, so um, he, was good. he and I, I don't know the other actor's name. They play uh, a couple, uh, husband, spouses, husband and husband, who have an adopted daughter. And they're out in this cabin uh, in the woods, <laughs> as these things go, uh, for a vacation. You know, it's like a getaway. And immediately at the beginning of the story, uh, well, the little girl is outside playing. She's uh, catching grasshoppers. And she's approached by Dave Bautista's character, Leonard. And he introduces himself. You know, it's kind of kind of scary because you see, this, I mean, he's a huge guy, right? And then, of course, she says, you know, I don't talk to strangers, but he's very kind. He's talking to her, trying to, you know, um, get her earn her trust. And he's saying basically, I, I hate what I hate. You know, I hate that we're ruining your. I'm ruining your day because because of what I'm about to do, what I have to do. And you're like, what does he have to do? And then, as, no sooner than he says that, he's joined by three other individuals. Um, with they're carrying like what can only be described as weapons, uh, like homemade weapons, it looks like. And they basically tell them, uh, that they need to come in to this cabin so that they can explain why they're there because this family needs to make a decision in order to save 
humanity. And that's the, the, the crux of the story. And then of course it goes on from there, but, uh, We'll we'll get into the more of the details as we go along. But Sam, what did you think of knock at the door or knock at the cabin? Knock at the cabin. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> I think it's gonna be hard to get into this without getting into spoilers. Yeah, so, of course we're gonna go into spoilers later. Right now, I'll just say that I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it. Um, I wouldn't say I like. It's not my favorite Shyamalan movie because that probably goes to signs, but. I still really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Two of my boyfriends are in this movie. Dave Bautista and Rupert Grant. They did great. Um, everyone did great in this movie, actually. I really liked the little girl, the actress that played, I think her name was One. Right? I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but it was like Win or One. When, when, or when? When or when? I don't know, but <laughs> she was so cute, and she did a really good job. Um, the the two dads did an awesome job of playing just like a loving couple, like being in love. You get to see glimpses of you know their before lives, and you just see how loving and caring they are towards each other. Um. It's a crazy movie. It's it's pretty crazy. You don't know what to think. You don't know what to believe. Um, it's relatable in that today we have so much, so many conspiracy theories that you know happen on are born online and just get carried away and and you don't know if that's what this is um, or if everything's. And everything's just a coincidence or, um, yeah, I don't want to say more, but it's, it was a crazy movie. And there were times where I were, I was startled. Like, I don't want to say scared, but I was just like, oh, like I wasn't looking at the screen, you know, it really, um, it startled me. And so I don't know. I really liked it. It, it was tense. It was a tense movie. Um, I was never bored. I never, I, I wanted to keep watching it. I wanted to know what, what happened or what was going to happen. Um, everyone on the, the cast did an amazing, did a really good job. So I, I really liked this movie. I enjoyed it. That's interesting because I think we're going to have a skin and marink uh, <laughs> uh, occasion here like we did, you know, with that movie where you, I loved, or I really, I didn't love it. I just really liked skin and marink and you hated it. Uh-huh. I didn't hate this movie. But I almost feel completely opposite of what everything you just said. I think the performances were good. They were decent. Mm -hmm. But I felt no tension whatsoever. Like, I think because I – in these situations, it's it's that thing where you know either they're going to end up – either either what what these characters are saying is true or it's false. Um, And they just think it's true or something, you know. It reminded me a lot in that aspect of – uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a way better film in my opinion, and it's more claustrophobic. And that one was with John Goodman and um, oh, yeah, that one was good. Mary, uh, what's her name? Mary Elizabeth, uh, whatever her name is. Winstead. Winstead, thank you. Um, and, you know, he, he has her and this other guy kind of prisoner in his house because he's telling them that there's this nuclear or some, something crazy is going on outside. 
And of course, they don't believe him. They think he's some psychotic weirdo because he has this violent temper and he won't let them out. And then, of course, at the end, you find out he was actually not only correct, but it was it was like aliens or something. So, of course, which tied it into the the whole Cloverfield thing. But anyway, that one I felt was more effective in its use of like that one location and kind of keeping everything tense. Um, this kind of had that similar trying to do this something similar where you're trying to decide, okay, are these people crazy or is what they're saying true? They obviously believe what they're saying is true because you can tell they just, they believe it. But, um, yeah, I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel a lot of tension. There was only one scene, I think, and that's where one of the characters tries to, uh, escape to go to the vehicle to get uh, a gun um that part was pretty kind of intense but other than that i just didn't really feel any sense of danger because i felt like we already knew what was going to happen because they tell you what's going to happen they say if you don't if you don't do what we're going to we say this is what's going to happen and if you do what we say then you know you'll save the world so i don't know i just felt like everything everything was pretty predictable to me even the ending, I was like, yeah, if I know Shyamalan, I know he isn't a fan of, like, oh, these people were just crazy. He, he, I'm thinking of, like, the hap- the happening where, like, that guy's explaining, like, oh, the trees are trying to kill us all. And everyone's like, yeah, right, this guy's cuckoo. And I'm like, I remember when we saw that, I was like, no, if I know Shyamalan, I know that that guy's telling the truth. And sure enough, the trees <laughs> were trying to kill everyone. Um, but anyway, it was just, I don't know, I, I, it didn't work for me. Unfortunately, I didn't hate it, but it's just another another one in the in the negative pile for Shyamalan. So he's he's like three and twelve in terms of his films. That's rude. <laughs> in terms of like good films that he's got, um, but anyway, uh, are we going to go into spoiler territory now? Because I feel like we've yes. tiptoed around it long enough. All right, so that was the official review portion. Sam, I highly recommend from Sam. And, uh, no, not a highly. I didn't say that. You said you really liked it. Yes. So would you not highly recommend it? I recommend it. Oh. I don't highly recommend Excuse it. Excuse me. She only recommends it. So that's like a three out of five, I would say. Three and a half stars out of five sure. for you. Okay. It's going to be a two out of five for me. Um, yeah. So... Now we're going into spoiler territory, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers, uh, feel free to turn this off at this time. Or if you don't care, or if you already saw the movie, then just hang in there. All right, you want to start with the spoiler stuff? Yes. Okay, go for it. Okay, so you're saying that all of this was true. Correct. You saw a plane fall out of the sky. Yeah, bunch of planes are falling out of no, the no, sky. No, 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 but get, let me... Correct what I'm saying. So a lot of st- most of the stuff you see is happening on television. So at that point you're like, all right, well maybe this could be what that other guy's saying. Like, oh, is this all pre-recorded? This is all timed. But then when they're outside, you literally see a plane fall out of the sky. And the- what sucks to me is that in the latest trailer they put that in there, and yeah. I'm like, why are you ruining a-, a movie like that. that? I hate when trailers do that. They were fine with the the teaser trailer that they released earlier. But then this last trailer that just came out, like they pretty much spoiled the whole movie for you. Yeah. About what? About why they're there? About what's going on and everything? Okay, so 
these four strangers come to this family, these two guys and their daughter. And I guess they're on vacation. This is an Airbnb cabin or something like that. These four people show up and tell them that the apocalypse is coming and that they have to decide who of them three needs to be sacrificed. And they can't kill themselves. They have to choose who to kill and they have to kill that person. And in doing that, they save all of humanity. So, of course, these dads just don't believe it. And, you know, they're scared out of their minds and they're, you know, begging and pleading for them to let them go and that this isn't true. But Dave, the four people, they're trying to tell them. Yeah, they're basically the four horsemen. Which I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I picked up on that right away. Like, it's like, okay, you're bringing all this news of like, uh, an apocalypse obviously that you're the you're representing the four horsemen he said the apocalypse i was like oh okay they're the four horsemen like that's i think that's meant to be well but the way they revealed it at the end it was like oh shock we're supposed to be i feel like we were supposed to be shocked that oh this is the four horsemen yeah we got it (laughs) um what was i gonna say sorry i didn't interrupt you yes you did just kidding i don't remember what i was saying but uh, basically, the the dads are trying to convince them to let them go, and then the the four horsemen they keep telling them every time we're gonna give you a chance to make a decision. Every time you tell us no, we're gonna unleash a plague on the world. So the f- first time they say no, one of the four horsemen gets killed, and that you know keeps going until all four are gone. But after that person dies Dave Bautista turns on the TV to the news to show the family like look what you're unleashing on the world by not deciding and you know it's like a catastrophe like tsunami like earthquakes and they had described to the family what was going to happen if they don't decide and it was all happening that's what I didn't understand I was like why are they like if this is going to happen anyway why are you doing this like kind of like why are you contributing like wouldn't wouldn't you just say f it it's gonna happen anyway so why would you start killing yourselves or kill you know sacrificing yourselves if you know it's gonna happen anyway what if these people don't make a decision you know what i'm saying was it just to prove to them that it was it was happening that's what bothered me what the tv so every time like you said every time you say they said every time you tell us no we will unleash a plague. And the way they did that was by sacrificing themselves. They would put on this little white thing on their face, uh-huh. a little hood, and then they would, the other the remaining people would kill them, and that would unleash this plague. Uh-huh. But I'm like, if, if the world's going to end anyway, if these people don't make a decision, why would you contribute? Why would you unleash a plague? Why wouldn't you just say, well, it's all going to go out anyway, so I'm just going to wait here for you to make a decision. And if you don't, then we either if you do make a decision then we we save if you don't we're all gonna die like i feel like it was arbitrary like why were they killing themselves when it was gonna happen anyway you know what i'm saying I don't know. yeah that bothered me i was like y'all this is stupid like why would you go along with this if you know that the only thing really deciding whether the world is saved or not are these people right here maybe that's what their visions were telling yeah them. but it doesn't make know. any sense like it's it's not 
it's not contingent on anything. Like them doing this didn't change anything. In fact, it helped bring about these plagues, the the end of the world. Maybe more. It, it was to show the family. Like that's what I'm saying. Was happening was that what it was supposed to be? Like it yeah, was supposed to be proof. After every time someone died, they turned on the TV to be like, "Look, yeah. see, this is what you're doing." So I guess that's what that was for. Yeah, I was kind of... All right, go ahead. Um, so to me, it's just... It's that question, like, do you think everything is coincidence? And I, I don't know if they asked that in the movie, too. If one of yeah, the husbands, they did. like... Yeah. Don't you think this is just a coincidence or something? I don't know. But, I mean, you could say that about anything nowadays. And so for years, ever since I was little, I remember hearing people say like oh we're the, we're in the end times we're in the end times this is happening the world's coming to an end and i'm in my 30s now and it's like oh it's like slowly happening but yeah there's always going to be catastrophes like you know the forest fires or droughts or um pandemics or whatever and it just i think what one of the dads was thinking he refused to believe what what they were saying was true and i think maybe he was thinking like yeah this is what happens this is life this is going on in the world it doesn't mean it's because of us i I think that's why he doesn't believe that and he was like don't you think this is a coincidence it's kind of like i mean not to i mean yeah i'm gonna bring it in because it's obviously got religious aspects to it so it's kind of like when people pray and oh please please god like let me pass this test or whatever and if you pass the test god answered my prayer and if you didn't pass the test well you know uh, god has mysterious ways so it's always like it's like you just let god off the hook each time because either he answered your prayer or he didn't but if he didn't he's got his reasons for it so i feel like it's the same here where it's like what you're saying is um they're saying oh these things are happening because you're not mm-hmm. you know uh going along with this plan but the the people the you know the two dads were saying or especially that one was saying um, well this was going to happen anyway like regardless of what we did this was right. going to happen so and it was already happening that was the dad's right. point too like, four hours this ago this was happening four hours yeah. ago before you made us or right. before you killed yourself or whatever yeah. before you t- so all of this had already been happening. And that's where it got me, too, because I was like, yeah, wait, all of that stuff was happening hours ago, even when they went to the the flu that was killing all the kids and stuff. That had already been happening. Kids were dying. Kids were getting in the hospitals like before that one of the four horsemen had killed themselves. So, you know, in order for it to be on the news, like it had to have already happened. So that's where I I was kind of confused too until we got to the whole plane thing. Yeah, because um, I was crazy. like, because I was like, yeah, there's flus, there's you know all kinds of COVID, there's all kinds <laughs> of flus, viruses yeah. that happen in the world that people die right. like that. You right, know? and there's always mudslides, tsunamis, all kinds of crazy shit going around around the world. Yeah, that we kind of see, and because it's not affecting us directly, you're just like, oh, that sucks, and then you change the channel or you go on to your next thing that you're doing in the yeah, day. Yeah, like what can you do? Right. So. So that's where it kind of, I don't want to say I, I related to it, but I understood. Like I, I, I could understand those feelings that the dad yeah. was, ha- was having. Like, you know, this, this is it. And then, hold on, Brucey wants water. Okay. But yeah, but so that up to that point, I understand like you could be kind of 
on either side. You're like, well, this still isn't convincing me. And that was, I think, my problem was that I feel like Jonathan Groff's character, or Groff, I might be saying his name wrong. I feel like his character was persuaded way too early. And I think, I guess they were trying to explain a way that, that it was because he had a concussion. But I felt like he was convinced really early on. And I think it's because he said he saw like a figure or something. Yeah. But to me, I was like, I'm still not convinced. I wasn't convinced until those planes started falling out of the sky. And then I'm like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, he was convinced pretty early on, I feel like. Yeah. And it was funny because I feel like his husband knew it too. Because yeah, like, like barrier hey, line. He was like, hey, don't, talk don't to get him. spooked by these people. <laughs> and they're like, don't, he's like, don't talk to the him. Yeah, anymore. don't talk to him. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was weird. Um, what I thought about uh, his character was, are, are they relating him to Jesus because he had to sacrifice himself to save the world? I'm sure Emma Shyamalan would say yes. Um, he's had, I mean, he's always had these kind of, I think his first film was something about faith or religion. Um I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. And um, it was before Sixth Sense. And then, of course, you know, with Signs, he has that whole thing about Mel Gibson's character. Oh, yeah. Not, not, he used to be a man of the cloth, and now he is no longer uh, a person of faith because his wife died. And then at the end, by the end, he's back again. So I feel like a lot of these questions are, or a lot of these, uh, what do you call it? I, I think he was trying to make that that allusion maybe to Christ. Which I'm sure is gonna conservatives will love that a gay, and Christ. that's why I liked it because I was like, okay, I think he's comparing this gay man to Jesus. You know, he he was so you could tell he was so loving and and so caring and selfless that he knew he had to be the one to be sacrificed, and and he did it willingly to save everybody. And it's funny because I sided with the other dad when he was telling Dave Bautista, like, if you're trying to make a case to save the world, like, you're going to lose. Like, there's yeah. there's so much ugliness in this world. Yeah. There's so much, you know, pain and torture and and disgustingness in this world because of humanity. Like, why should we save it? Why shouldn't we just reset it? Like, you know, just just get rid of what we have because what we have right now is not worth saving. And... Then you have his husband where he he completely believes that humanity is worth saving and and just sacrif- wanted to sacrifice himself. But um, I think that's why I liked it because I just – I really agreed with the other dad with the – with I guess you can call him the cynical dad um, yeah. or the realist. But um, I, I really agreed with him. So I, I think that's why I liked this film because I, I like – the two different perspectives um and i i can relate with one of them and i i like the yeah, i like the ideas in it there there are some good ideas in it but i feel like it could have used a better script or a better story yeah cuz i would you know i think those are those are interesting ideas to talk about too you know the 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 more cynical perspective which you you know you and i usually take but then you've got the other side you know de Bautista's character was talking about you know, showing showing a picture of the kids that he teaches, and you know, just hearing them laugh is you know that's all the reason I need <clears throat> to save humanity or whatever you know. Um, 
but yeah, no, I thought that was interesting too because I'm like, wow, you're going to leave this daughter with the cynical dad. <laughs> That's just an interesting choice, right? You know, instead of leaving him with leaving her with the more uh positive yeah. person. But um Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely got at the end especially where like everyone everyone in the diner, you know, that there's the the waitress that's like calling her mom like yeah. I love you or whatever. I felt like it reminded me of uh this Muse song called Apocalypse Please, uh, you know, fittingly yeah. enough, and there's a line in there where he says uh it's time for something biblical to pull us through. So he's basically saying like a catastrophe, catastrophic events like an apocalypse are what's needed in order for humanity to be able to go forward together. And I feel like it's that same, that's thinking of like after 9-11, like, oh, you know, it's after 9-11, like everyone was nice to each other and everyone was like, hey, man, I love you, brother, and let's you yeah. know help each other out. So it's like we only pull together in times of tragedy or crisis, yeah. which was funny because it was put to the test. You know, we, we, we believe that until like COVID came along and then everyone was like, screw you. I'm not wearing no, my yeah. mask. And uh, no, you know, you, if you die, you die. And it like it totally flipped the whole that whole notion on its head that we needed something big to to pull us together because it actually drove us further apart, I feel like. Um, but I feel like that's what this was trying to say at the end, like. You know, it's sad that we need stuff like this in order for us to all pull together and kind of like the whole Independence Day thing where it's like, yeah, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. And everyone in the world that comes together and it's like, yeah, we beat the aliens. So um, or Watchmen, you know, all these all these ideas of like creating this global catastrophe in order to finally get everyone to. to Yeah, that's what's sad about it. That's why it's like. No, why does that have to happen, yeah. you know? Well, that's just my opinion. But <laughs> that's, that's a good opinion, I think. But um, I think that's what it was trying to do, I think, at the end there. Trying to show us, like, oh, isn't it, you know, kind of a why can't we all just get along type of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't his worst film, I'll say that. The Happening still, no. for me, I think that's... Yeah, The Happening still, is his worst That's just a bad movie. And I could tell from the first, like, 15 minutes, I was like, oof, this is going to be rough. Because I remember there were scenes where, like, oh, this is being played for, for real, not for laughs. <laughs> I, oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so... Um, I was just sad that Rupert Grant yeah. didn't have more time well, in you, the movie. You know what's funny is when I saw the cast listing at the beginning and it said, with... Rupert Grant. I was like, oh, mm. I didn't see that. Yeah, he was the last name listed. So I was like, he's either gonna show up late, and then we see him right away. I was like, nope, or he's gonna die first. And sure enough, he was the first one to get off. Yeah. So I, I had and saw then it that coming. too. Like, why was he one of the four horsemen when he was the one that attacked that one dad in the bar? And then why did he lie about his name? Yeah, well, that was weird. And then they didn't even show his face in the in the flashback. Yeah. And I'm guessing that was to show that their memory was kind of foggy of like what the guy looked like or whoever. But um and but then of course him. they showed the ID. Yeah, and, and he had the cap like drawn down really low on his face. But yeah, that was weird. Why do you lie about his name? Yeah, it was it was that was an odd it felt like there was like a, a strand of story that, that was going to go somewhere there and they just cut it off and went like, yeah, I don't so know again, what to do like, with that. Is it just a coincidence or was he targeting these people? Like, was he doing this on purpose? And like then, he ended up going to jail. Yeah. So how do we know it wasn't 
like revenge or something. But yeah, I guess. It was weird. That was really weird. And I guess that's what it was supposed to do. Like it was supposed to leave that that window open to you to where you're like, Whoa, was this a coincidence or yeah. was it real? Like you question But it was too it was too obvious at the end that it was real because you saw the the lightning like striking all the trees, yeah. not just like one, causing this cra- crazy fire, destroying the cabin. And then on top of that, when they get to the, the diner, all the news is like, oh, everything's clearing up. All oh, the planes are landing safely now. Uh, the, the, the flu is disappearing. There's nobody's sick anymore. Um, the, everything was being resolved. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's – then this was real because otherwise – if they hadn't shown anything on the news or if they had sh- said this stuff's still happening, then I would have been like, well, did they save anything? Was this real? But it felt like that happy ending where like, oh, everything's been resolved. You know, the <laughs> I was I'm not I'm not even going to lie. I was half expecting there to be like the rain was going to stop and then I'd see like a rainbow, <laughs> which would have been like two on the nose. And I'm glad they didn't do that because then it would have been like, wait, is that a like the gay pride rainbow or is that like, is that like a double thing? And then Lou and I both were laughing about the ending where the, the song comes out on the truck, on the truck. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was this, I was so hoping that they wouldn't start singing. I really thought they were going to start singing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to like totally ruin the movie. Cause it was awkward that that song would come on. I mean, I get it. It was supposed to be like a sign, you know, but uh-huh. Still, it was just like, oh, thank God he didn't make them sing. <laughs> They're going to have a singing ending there. But anyway, so it's definitely not a recommend from me. It's a recommend for you. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd place it on the same level as old. To me, they're... Yeah, they're I didn't around mind the same. old. I liked it. I didn't mind it either, but it again, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a great... <laughs> It was an average movie, just like this one. Um, I just feel really bad for Shyamalan. Like, I, his, he's done. Like, he hasn't made a really, really, really good film since, like, Split. I think I think Split surprised everyone. Was that the last one? No, Glass was the last one. Glass was, like Glass. Glass was okay. But I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the way, like, they just killed all the freaking heroes. I was like, what the hell? It was just kind of a downer. Um, I thought it was good. It was all right. It was it was it was decent, but it, I think I'd put it on the same level as these. I think Split was his probably like his his last really good film. Yeah, and that was one of those. Again, it's like again to go back to Weezer. It's like when they came out with uh, that one album, um, Everything Will Be All Right in the End. It was like a surprise. Everyone's like, "Whoa, they made a good album! Come check this album out, guys!" And then they went back to making crappy albums again. And you're like, "Oh man!" So I think. Him and Shyamalan, uh, Weezer and Shyamalan are like on the same track. So the next time Weezer makes a good album, that's probably around the time that Shyamalan will make a good movie. <laughs> or at least a really good movie. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to add about Knock at the Cabin? No. <laughs> I can't even get the title because there's like, there's so many different movie titles with Cabin and they're like Cabin in the Woods and then like, uh, what was that? Cabin Fever and then, I don't know. I just get all these titles confused. Knock at the cabin, I think. But anyway, so I guess that wraps it up for that movie. Um, it, like I said, it comes out February 3rd to theaters. Um, but be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. And then also go ahead and uh, subscribe to our podcast 
on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.